You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. I'm back with another episode of How To 20-Something, and today we are getting a little niche as I delve into the do's and don'ts of being in a long-distance relationship. I've personally done the long-distance thing, and I know that in our 20s, we're going to meet people, enter into a relationship with them, and then for one reason or another, one of you will need to move away for another opportunity. My relationship turned long distance when I graduated college and moved for my big girl job, and then it got even longer when he moved back home and later started physical therapy school. I do want to say that our relationship did not end because it was long distance. There were a slew of other reasons for that, and it probably would have been exacerbated had we stayed close distance. But I'm going to help those of you listening who are in a long distance or about to be develop the best practices to keeping your relationship happy and avoid some mishaps that tend to lead to a breakup or at least to an unnecessary fracture in your relationship. And thank you to my followers on Instagram who contributed to this topic as I like getting other minds into the mix of what I deliver to all of you. And remember, if you want to contribute anything, there is a place for you to submit something that doesn't require you to actually come on here and talk. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click the respective link or follow me on Instagram at coach.justdiamond and respond to my story the next time I post something for a podcast topic. Well, one contribution wasn't all that helpful as he said, don't be in a long distance relationship, which yes, obviously that is more ideal, but most of us can't control our relationships going long distance. And if you are controlling that aspect, then think about the growth stunt you are putting on your partner. Let them leave or let yourself leave and chase your opportunities, otherwise resentment could build up, which would eventually lead to a breakup, and then staying would have been for nothing. I think we would all much rather be with someone who lives a few miles down the road and not 100 miles away, but the distance is part of life sometimes, especially in your 20s. And I do want to begin with saying long distance requires a hell of a lot of planning and communication, as you'll hear me talk about soon enough, which honestly isn't too different from an actual relationship. The difference here is you can't spontaneously say, let's go get ice cream and have a movie night tonight if a trip wasn't already on the calendar. So the planning has to be a bit more further in advance and intentional, which I'll get into what that looks like. But let's start with the cliche saying of distance makes the heart grow fonder. And I've even heard a saying of distance makes the sex grow hotter. So do with that what you will, but it brings me to the biggest piece of advice I give anyone who is about to embark on this love journey, and that is the time apart is more important than the time together. Meaning, your communication between visits, bringing up what's bothering you, when it's bothering you, and having regular check-ins with one another is going to be crucial to the success of your relationship. 
Just because you aren't seeing each other frequently doesn't mean you can get away with not putting in time and effort towards your partner. When you are long distance, you might get to spend a weekend together here or there, so you're not going to want to quote-unquote ruin the weekend with getting something off your chest or being in a bad mood because you've been sitting on something for a while and haven't expressed how you feel. When you have regular phone calls or FaceTimes and designated check-in days, either monthly or weekly, my recommendation is weekly, you give each other the opportunity to bring up something that is bothering you so that the time together is extra precious and happy. Of course, this could also be a good time to have a face-to-face serious conversation, but when the distance is fresh, you're not going to feel inclined to do that. Again, because you don't want to ruin what little time you do have together with arguments. Okay, now into the do's and don'ts, starting with the biggest one of all, which is do have an end date planned, or at least roughly in mind. Before you even agree to go long distance, you both need to be on the same page when it comes to this long distance relationship and when it will end and when you guys will be in the same city. Even if it's five years from now, it's still something. With this is what city will you be in? Who would be moving to who? Or it could be a city neither of you live in, which honestly is probably the best case scenario so it doesn't feel like one of you is giving up your entire life for the other. One of my best friends moved to her boyfriend's city and now they're happily engaged over a year after making that move. But I've also had a friend who didn't want his girlfriend to move to his city because he didn't want her to just enter his friend group and not have people of her own. They broke up in part because she actually didn't want to move for several years and they were no longer on the same page because there was no end date in sight for the long distance to become local distance. But this friend did have a valid point about not being too thrilled to have her join him. So it's just something to keep in mind when, of when you do think you'll be able to live closer to one another and where you think that will be. And if the timeline gets shifted, there needs to be a conversation about what's going on, which I think also pairs with a good don't. Don't start your relationship as long distance. You're already putting yourself behind and will need to play catch up when you do this. Again, I know sometimes these things are out of your control and the heart wants what the heart wants, but it's definitely going to work in your favor of the longevity and success of your long distance if you guys establish a relationship when living in the same area, when you can see each other more regularly, and when you can establish a solid foundation in your relationship before you put an obstacle of distance in the middle of it. With that, I also want to add that going long distance will put you back in some form of the honeymoon phase. It's not going to be the OG honeymoon phase, but it is something new for your relationship. You guys are going to miss one another, and then you'll be really happy and excited to see each other. More so than if you remained local to one another when routines get put into place, sleepovers are more frequent, and you see each other a lot more often throughout the week or weekend every week which is also why it's much more difficult to bring up what's bothering you when you are together because of this version of the honeymoon phase. Another do is know when the next time you guys will see each other, who will be traveling to who, when, and for how long. This needs to be clearly communicated and marked in the calendar by the end of your current visit. Even if you guys can't coordinate schedules for three months from now, especially if you're someone who has to fly to see their person, it can get tricky. But having that date in your mind's eye will keep both of you happy and secure and looking forward to one another. It also eliminates the worry and stress that comes with the unknown. 
My long distance relationship at first was very good at this, but as time went on, it felt more like pulling teeth to get him to come visit me or to even meet at our old college for a football game, which wasn't middle ground, but it was more so a way to entice him to make the bigger drive than me. Speaking of which, this might be an obvious don't, but don't make one person do the traveling every time. Try to alternate who goes to who, Or if that's not possible, then alternate paying the travel expenses for that one person. Try to make things an even playing field as much as possible. Maybe whoever is visiting, the other one pays for everything. Or another way to go is you guys just split absolutely everything. But again, try to make it even. You don't want this resentment to build up because someone someone is paying more for the other person or someone is traveling all the time and it just feels like more of a burden than an exciting adventure for you guys to take part in. Okay, the next thing that you guys should be sure to do is set clear expectations for one another. Technically, this is a good rule of thumb for any relationship, but knowing what you need from each other and how you prefer each of you shows up in the relationship when you're apart is going to be very important. Knowing when your phone calls will be, when your check-in calls will be, if you need words of affirmation via text, if you need thinking of you gifts sent to you, you need to be clear on what you expect from the other person. In my long-distance relationship, we would schedule our phone calls or FaceTimes for 6 p.m. because that was the one hour during the day where I wasn't with a client or at work and it's when I would walk around the lake I lived on. We didn't chat every day at 6, but it was at least once a week. The shitty thing about those phone calls was he was usually multitasking with watching TV or even worse, playing video games, which made me feel very unimportant and more of an inconvenience to his life. I'm sorry if you're my ex and you're listening to this and I'm sharing all the rough edges around our old relationship. I'm, I'm not really sure that he does, but you know, you never know. He does like my posts on Facebook. So again, he could be out there listening. But basically, don't be like my ex. Don't multitask during your phone calls. Be completely present on them. I know you're busy and weekdays can get hectic, but refraining from multitasking will save a lot of frustrations from your partner. Speaking from experience on this one. Besides, we're all busy, so that's not a valid enough excuse. If I can make time for you, then you should be able to do the same for me. People have enough time, energy, and money for what's important to them, so keep that in mind if your partner is constantly making excuses for being unavailable. If you have a lot going on that week, talk to your partner. And say you would love to have your regular phone call, but there's too much on your plate this week, and then schedule the next time you are available to talk to them. Again, looping it back to communicate, communicate, communicate. If either one of you feels in the dark in any aspect of your relationship, it's not going to be very healthy or secure. A good do is do plan virtual date nights. This is different than regular phone calls or check-ins. This is acting as though you guys are spending intentional quality time together. It's a makeshift date that would otherwise be with one another in person, but because of the distance, this is the next best thing. So FaceTime movie dates or eating dinner together virtually, basically doing the same activity at the same time, but talking through a screen instead of in person. This is good for if you guys can't coordinate when you'll see each other for the next several months down the line. So think at least, emphasis on at least, one designated date night per month, whether that comes via in-person or FaceTime call. Basically, Don't let more than a few weeks go by without making time to have an intentional date night and quality time. 
something nice that was contributed via my Instagram story was do write down the things that happened during your week that you want to remember to tell your partner. So the FaceTime call is filled with stories of your life instead of casual talk. You'd be surprised by how much you forget happens during a week that when the phone call comes, it's like, oh, you know, same life I lived last week, but I miss you. And this really helps your partner feel connected to you and your life, even with the many miles of distance in between. This doesn't mean you should feel tied to your phone and answer every text or Snapchat that comes your way the second it's there, but definitely have consistent communication and a good back and forth. This also doesn't mean small talk of how are you, but honestly, anytime you're thinking about them, it can be as simple as this reminded me of you, or reminiscing on this time we spent together, or thinking of you, love you. You see, they don't have to be drawn out conversations, but something that reassures your partner that you are a key component in their life. Not just when you are together, but when you are off living your two lives during the time apart. The next don't I have is don't put your life on hold for this person. What I mean is carry on as usual, set goals, and go after them. Take care of yourself. Feel independent. Feel like you're creating a fulfilling life in your city, but know that you do have someone who lives however many miles away who cares about you too. Life isn't on pause just because your relationship needed to take this temporary detour. Life will never be paused for you. So act accordingly and continue to grow. Pursue adventures. Join groups or activities that give you joy. Establish your friend group. Live your life. And encourage your partner to do the same. No one said long distance is easy. But as I've mentioned briefly on a previous episode, I actually think there are some valuable benefits to being in one. You have the opportunity to be independent and explore who you are as you grow into this adult. You get to explore the city you're in and establish a life for yourself without feeling tied to another person at all times, which, I mean, you shouldn't feel that way when you're in a local relationship, but sometimes you fall into that habit. And it gives you a lot of weekends to live life, and then every now and then, you get to introduce your partner to this life that you've created and vice versa. It can be really healthy for your relationship to have some distance for this exact reason as long as you abide by the do's and don'ts I just mentioned. Mainly the communication part, the planning, and having an end date agreed upon. One of my clients actually married her long-distance relationship, and she loved the distance. She said she worked on herself during this time, she cooked, ate healthy, and filled the loneliness with health, activities, and networking to keep busy. He wasn't her only source of happiness and couldn't be, and shouldn't be. And then the time they spent together felt magical because they knew they only had so much time together. So while most local relationships might fall into a rut where your time spent together is watching TV or scrolling on your phones next to one another, they were able to appreciate this time together and take part in fun activities. She said both parties developed themselves independently of the relationship and built major trust between the two of them. Which is a good do. Do establish trust between one another. Remain open and honest even when the honesty might hurt the other one's feelings. They'll appreciate it down the line that you did come to them and expressed your honest opinion, but they may be upset in the moment. She even said she believes couples are happier when one partner travels every so often because of the value of the space that is created between the two and how it gives you time to miss each other rather than taking each other's presence for granted. This mainly applies to when you're living together post-long distance. 
And I think the characteristics you guys develop during long distance should carry over to when you become local. So your individualities, your health, your priorities. Sure, share some of those things together, but it's good to be off on your own at the same time. The bottom line is long distance is less than ideal, but it doesn't mean relationships don't survive them. And this client is living proof of that. All right, time for my final don't. And this one is huge. This is something I needed help with in my long-distance relationship, and that is don't compare your relationship to anyone else's. Don't compare your long-distance to anyone else's long-distance. Don't compare your long-distance to someone's local distance. Do not compare. Everyone is experiencing something different, and social media is a highlight reel. While I was in my long-distance ship, Two of my close friends were also in theirs, and whenever mine was struggling, I would look online and see how happy everyone else appeared to be. I would literally text them, these two friends, separately, and ask them if they were having struggles of their own and what those were. And guess what? They did. They did have their own struggles. Relationships are hardly picture perfect. All you're seeing is the happy and in love side of things, but you can never really know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know the frustrations, the fights, the annoyances that happen behind the scenes because people aren't going to air their dirty laundry for everyone to see. My mom had no idea I was miserable towards the end of my relationship because I didn't tell her anything, mainly because if we got through this rough patch, I didn't want her to have a dirty taste in her mouth about him. When I told her I ended things, she literally told me, oh well, you guys can get back together later, and I was like, no. That is definitely not happening, and it's because she only knew of the good parts. I only gave her my highlight reels. My friends, on the other hand, were ecstatic. But comparing is only going to enhance any feelings of doubt that you might have. So if you're listening, know that even the most perfect relationships have their fights too. Remember, any relationship is two people from very different backgrounds coming together and sharing their life, and that comes with an array of beliefs, parenting styles, habits, and anything of the sort. Focus on what areas you want to improve upon together and work on that without the belief that everyone else is happily in love 100% of the time, because they aren't. Love is action-based. It's patience, it's commitment, it's effort and communication, and that is something that has to be built and reinforced over time. Your long distance is unlike anyone else's. But the do's and don'ts mentioned today are pretty universal to everyone's. They just might vary in how they actually show up. But try your best to adapt to the challenges that come with the distance. Be prepared to pivot. But keep an open line of communication on the things that aren't working well and the things that are. Practice gratitude towards one another and know that this isn't permanent. Use my quote that I always helps me through a rough time of, it's not forever, it's for now. But that is my list of do's and don'ts of a long distance relationship, along with some stories to emphasize some points. If you are in a long distance relationship, send this episode to your partner. If your friend is in one, send this to them, share it on social media, and tag me at coach.justdiamond when you do. But because otherwise I won't see it. But you guys will get through this phase in your relationship. It will make you stronger as a couple when you do. And it's possible to survive it. But it doesn't mean there's not going to be some rough patches along the way. With that, 
This concludes another episode of How to 20-something. I want to thank you for listening, and I can't wait to be in your headphones again next week with another brand new episode. 